and welcome to the J Train Podcast. It's J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a part of this show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how it all works. This is a user-generated operation. You send your emails. My guests and I talk right out of our tuchus. And let you know what we think, our thoughts, our stories, anything that we can relate to your problem, issue at hand. And, you know, you get to put your brand on the shelf and hear a little perspective. And hopefully it's fun and funny and somewhat depthy. You know, who knows? It can go all ways. But, you know, I just want to thank you for being a part of it. Keep sending those emails. And we love life advice, friend advice, uh, you know, relationships, parents. This is all the stuff that, you know, that if you went to your friends, they're going to lie to you. Your friends are going to lie because they have to look at your reaction. That's hard. That is difficult. Telling people the truth, not softening. There's no, this is edge, baby. That's right. I'm the edgy podcast. This is all edge. You're going to get truth. <laughs> Nothing douchier than truth speakers. No, no, no. We're just, you know, we're going to. Talk about your problems. So jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Keep sending them in. Um, very excited about today's guest. Before we get to them, I am uh, on the road. If you're listening to this, I'm going to be in Dania Beach, Florida for Thanksgiving. So it's the Thanksgiving weekend. I'm in Southeast Florida. So, uh, I, I, people of a certain age, if you're around my age and you have parents like mine, you might um, they might have moved so- south, you know, like a like a bird, you know, they call them snowbirds. Um, you might need a night to get away from them, or might need a night to like not have to like create conversation. That's what my shows are for. Or you're from the area because people like live there more now than ever. My dad, my dad does this big long speech, and he's not wrong. He's like back when I was growing up, people moved to Florida like to escape life because you know they couldn't hack it. And he's like, it's different now. I, I mean, that might have sounded like an insult. Maybe your parents have lived there forever, and I just insulted your parents. I'm just saying that was like the view from the Northeast was like, if you were young and moved to Florida, like, whoa, they 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 had to create new, you know, yonder. Now people live there, you know. So maybe you live there. You've started a life there. You got a family. Come to the shows. <laughs> we're all insult you again. I, I I didn't mean to insult. Yeah, yeah. I, I said what I said. That's right. We're the Truth Speaker Podcast. Now go jaredfree.com. Dania Beach, Portland, Oregon. This is my end of year. Okay, it goes Dania Beach, Portland, Oregon, Phoenix, Arizona, Albany, New York. I couldn't go to more different places. Talk about a routing. Um, who's booking these? San Diego. I'm crisscrossing the nation. And then Madison, Wisconsin after the new year. So get your tickets, assemble the group chat. The, the new hour is all about family. Bring your parents. Um, that's been like the most fun part of this is like, I've, I feel like I've kind of found a, 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 a genuine fun lane for me right now. So it's all about family. It's all about going to the beach with your family. Again, Floridians jaredfree.com for the tickets very excited about today's guest a coming back to the podcast he's been on before it's been way too long very excited to have him here hilarious comedian um his special is out on youtube currently and you can watch it by clicking the link in the bio of this episode it is called jeff leach presents a comedy spectacular jeff leach thank you for coming on thank you for having me man I'm ready to let this truth took us speak. Let's do right. it. Right. Let's yeah. do it. Right from the tuchus. I like how you've set it up as like a we're this is gonna be some sort of all right anti PC culture <laughs> thing, but it's not at all. <laughs> we couldn't be two more soft sensitive boys, I think. Right. That you know, it's funny because it's like what cuts through the noise? It's kind of the depressing part of the internet currently as we sit here on November second is like you know, what cuts through, it's like you have to be so extreme. You have to go so wild on there to get heard that some people get addicted to that, whereas this podcast is for a normal conversation, exactly, you know? Exactly. Although you did start off by insulting the entire state of Florida, which I... If, I yeah, I did go... <laughs> Let me tell you about those Floridians, man. They're all gays, all of them, every right. one of them. What? Hang on. That was my dad's speech growing up. No, he he really does believe that. I I guess I understand that. Like I know, I think there's a, it's also a very man thing. Like where you're living in the Northeast and like maybe your buddy gets a divorce and he's like, 
I got to get away from, you know, the divorce, you know, like, and he goes right. south. Like, that is a normal thing for a Bostonian. Like how you described it as like snow, snowbirds migrating south for the winter. But I, I feel like it's just Republicans migrating south for the racism, isn't it? A little bit more. <laughs> Look, you're going into extreme land. This is your... You go, see? How, you know, it's you live in L.A. Um, you have a perfect setup for a podcast. I, it's I amazing, say. isn't it? I've got auto-tune, whatever you need, Jared. I'm ready. Do some auto-tune for us. You did a little before we started. Mmm, Jared Freed looking kind of hot. He's got a little hat, and he's acting like a ball-playing slut. Look at the little <laughs> monkey sitting there on top. You no, know, it's a bear. So this is an old-school bear? bear's hat. <laughs> I, I've become addicted to hats for some slot. reason. Kind of it does look like a slot. It doesn't look bad. Yeah. It looks like a bear like fell asleep after climaxing on some top kind of, of marsupial for sure. Very marsupial. Now yeah. you uh have this special out. I I listen. But it's not a special, special, it's just spectacular, Jared. That's that's it's why spectacular. It. Because exactly. it is I didn't want to do another I didn't want to do a special. This is my debut release. And mm. I feel like there's a million identikit specials out there right now. Um, you know the formulaic releases of the platforms. You know, so we had a we had a couple of platforms interested in this. Um, decided not to sell because I raised some of the f original crowdfunding from from fans. So about thirty k mm -hmm. was raised by the fans, and I promised them I'd give it away for free. And then what's been going on with the SAG after strikes and the WGA strikes, obviously, which have ended now for them. Uh, I just decided why would I give this piece of art to a platform that's going to bastardize it, chop it up, tell me to take that out, tell me to take that out, and um, it's not just stand up. That's why it's a spectacular because it's right, not just a I, I want to read some of the bio because yeah. you you have written there is a dissertation there. Yeah, it is. It's quite a, a, a verbose um, uh, offering underneath the video in the description, but it's it's really talking to the people who helped me raise the money to to make this thing. You know, and just talking through the process why it took eighteen months instead of the eight months I thought it would. You know, mm. I had a, had a death of my best friend. He unfortunately took his own life at the end of last year. I'm sorry. Three weeks later, my dad died from his alcoholism, his late stage alcoholism. So it was yeah. uh, that halted things for about right. six I, as as it could, as it should, yeah. Yeah, as it would. I lost my would, mind for about six months. I needed to heal, you know, and do a bit of therapy and whatnot. But then I came back and I I reshot three parts of this. But yeah, it's got lots of things. It's got stand up, written stand up material. It's got crowd work. If you are a stand up fan, forty minutes of it is stand up material. Don't, mm. don't stress. But then there's also a, dr a dramedy dialogue that kind of links all the different parts. There's an animated segment where I play all four of the characters. There's a rap music video. There's a dance track at the end. So there's there's and there's lots of characters as well of different facets of myself that you see throughout. I, I love it. The great promise of the internet is that we have a a a a pad to 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 draw on, and we can draw anything we'd like. And just like you said, you had you have fans that contributed. Like we can speak directly to the audience we want to speak to. It's amazing to me. You know, it's funny because as you know, when I started a podcast, so many people start a podcast and they just do something they've seen before. And you're like, no, no, no. I've seen the stand up specials. They're great. They're their own thing. I'm going to do a comedy spectacular that is so me that I can find the people that are me people you know it's like Absolutely. a dating app it, you know a dating app you should be as me as possible so that you find the people that are right for you and and you're going to find a better suitor for that that's you what know? you've so done with this podcast i mean like your, your podcast sits quite I, I, we've discussed this before you know i i think a lot of the art that you've created sets you apart from the rest of your colleagues not that those other offerings aren't brilliant or funny right. or incredibly successful a lot of them I just feel like it's. I've, I've seen. I've seen a, a group of guys sitting there going, "Ah, well, tell me what it's like when you know when you do anal. What's that all about?" <laughs> right. Cancel <laughs> culture right. and hey, right. don't be offended. <laughs> right. Like, right. I've seen that. Whereas a man speaking to actually quite a largely uh, populated female dominant mm -hmm. audience about relationships, being revealing, being transparent, giving the truth that you won't really get from your guy friends, etc. Where's the other podcast that does that? Oh wait, there isn't one, and that's that's why you've built such a a strong fan base and such a strong following for the podcast, especially because I think you know your audience has found you because you That's decided it. to do something different. And what I love about thank you, I appreciate that, and I believe that too. And it's reasonable people, you know. Like I mean, this first email, not from a woman, but uh, I'm not in my best man's wedding. Like this is like such a reasonable email to be like. What do you think of this? So we're going to get into the emails. I want everyone to go follow Jeff Leach 
at Jeff Leach on all platforms. The YouTube special, it is linked in the bio of this episode, but you can find it on my socials, on Jeff's socials. Uh, it's called Jeff Leach, a comedy spectacular. Again, stand up, improv. Uh, uh, there's a there's a cartoon. Work, there's a rap. There's animation, yeah, rap music video, the, dance this track. Is ama- I, I love dialogue. it. I love that you've taken the forum. You've said YouTube. Oh, let me do me. I love that. Well, so and also because it's it's a calling card as well, man. I mean, like you know, a right. lot of your won't know who I am, and a lot of the industry doesn't know who I am out here, which is absolutely fine. I don't expect them to. So this is really a launch pad to go. Look, this is my first offering. This is what I did on my own with some crowdfunding from the audience and then put a large chunk of my own money in as well. Yeah, but it's a business card. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So let's get to the emails. Jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Everyone go to follow heal some Jeff minds Lynch. and hearts. Let's do it. Um, I have a group of... So it's I'm not in my best man's wedding. I have a group of six friends that I've had for most of my life, going back to childhood, now in our early 30s. We picked up a few more along the way in high school and college to expand to 12, which is where it stands to this day. We are close, have a very active group chat, and the six original friends have been in each other's weddings in some capacity to the point of using the same suit multiple times. I'm I'm sure the women were happy about that. Yeah. Um, My best man, original six. See, it is interesting the way they've kind of told this email where it takes you inside what's going on. When he I writes... Like he set it up like an Ocean's Eleven movie as well. It's like this was a core crew, do you know what I mean? Sure, there's right. others have come and gone. Right. <laughs> yeah, he even calls it the original six as if it's yeah. the NHL. Yeah. My best man got engaged recently and his wedding is planned for April 2024. For context, I was married in November 2020... Okay, that uh, that's a, an important date. It is moved three out years, of, four, four, four years space or three and a half years space between these moments, right? So especially November twenty twenty, that's that's pandemic times. You know, yeah. you're in it. Uh, moved out of state from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty two, but have since moved back. He started dating his fiance while while I lived out of state, but we have met her and think she is awesome. While I was away, we stayed in touch via group chat, Xbox Live, and I came back multiple times for weddings, batch parties, holidays, etc. We have had no falling out, but we are all married or in serious relationships, have kids and work, so we see each other less. Anyways, he sent the below text to our group chat in mid May. So here's the group chat text. FYI, room blocks are now set up at blank. I will figure out who has and gets to be in the wedding by Friday so that everyone can make plans. That's a weird... Why would you put that in the group gets. text if you're not intending on inviting all the people in the group text? Right. Who hasn't... Well, I guess they're all getting invited, but who hasn't gets to be in the wedding? Gets to be in the wedding. Oh, I know, see. Like, gets to be a part of the ceremony and actually right. be... Wow. It is now September, and that deadline has now come and gone without him telling me I have slash get to be in the wedding. And I've seen him in person multiple times. In my opinion, that's a weird text to send to a group instead of going to each person individually, as we just discussed. Yeah, yeah. Here's my here's my issue. Since he sent the text, I've had multiple people from our friend group ask me if I'm the best man or who was in the wedding. When I tell them I don't think I'm in it, it brings a surprise awkwardness and comments like maybe he's waiting to ask you in a special way <laughs> i don't think so. what are you gonna propose <laughs> or i can't imagine you not being in the wedding On i mean that i think uh, first of all I, I i to clarify this man is invited to the wedding he's just not necessarily gonna be part of the wedding group part of the best man right. or ah he's got is this he's, i have to no, ask you no uh, there is no guarantee just because someone was within your closest group of friends that you had standing to your right as you made those vows to your lady on the a special day there's no reason that you should expect to be included in the same way and the other way around i think that's- i think well you know it's interesting i i have a question for you you're from the uk yes would you do they do this in london is there the best man is there the wedding party is it the same thing there as it is here yeah, it's like a hobbit wedding. We have a wizard that does the ceremony. <laughs> we have a couple. Of, you know, I mean, okay. yeah, it's the same thing. We have best same. men. I, okay, I, I'm just making sure. I was planning a wedding uh, up until recently, so I, uh, I so you and have I was experience. yeah. So I was going to be having a group of. I would have had a group of guys. Boom, 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 okay, boom, boom. okay, but I 
I, I think what you're saying is kind of the debate here. Like, just because you were doesn't mean you will. Just because you were in the way you had him, there isn't such a reciprocity. But I would argue with you that something there there's an elephant in the room like to just not to not get in front of it to be like and also when you include him on the group chat of like hey oh, you know winners will be chosen next month who gets to be yeah, at my yeah, wedding yeah. It almost you have to like inform the loser like guys if you're if you want to be part of this wedding you should really step up your game over the next few weeks it does feel like that when he didn't it, well it does feel like you know, step up your game because when you say gets to be in the wedding yeah. I, let me just tell everyone no one wants to be in your wedding. Nobody's like hoping they're in that group. Okay. Oh, no one's really hoping for the extra job. $2,000 on flights and hotel rooms <laughs> that, that I otherwise would have spent on, you know, cocaine and then whiskey. Like, I mean, I feel like there's, uh, yeah, just an expectation. This guy, this, this dude who's writing the email has too many expectations for a start. I disagree. I, I think it's normal to be to have those expectations. I it's think it's normal. American. This is an American thing because the bros you have, this is that American pie kind of setup that the guys from high school are the buddies that you go to college with and then you join the gamma beta you know uh, closet homosexuality I, frat and then you end up marrying each other it's it's bullshit you change <laughs> time goes on four years is a long time to go from point a to point b over those four years his friend but is jeff he moved away if you were on that group chat and yeah. someone's like hey i'll let you guys know who's in the wedding party next month that was rude. and then you hear nothing that's rude. Wouldn't you feel weird going to this wedding? A and that person was your best man. Wouldn't you be like, hey, what happened here? Can I get inside the brain? Let me read the rest of the email. Yeah. My wife searched. Oh, <laughs> leave it to the wife who's going to you know, wow. get on the computer and search out what's going on here. Um, on top of that, I still don't know who is in the wedding. My wife searched the wedding website and under wedding party, only the bridesmaids are listed. Eight total. So maybe this guy's having an issue with yeah, well, eight bridesmaids. That means eight groomsmen. Well, he, this is also he, he's now making us expectations. Right. He's got too many expectations. This guy. This is a white and, guy. hundred percent. This is a definitely <laughs> a white dude. And probably an usher too. Honestly, I don't need to be the best man, but I'm really bummed about not being included at all because I didn't have to think twice about him being my best man. He was the guy. We grew up three houses apart. We're college roommates, even roommates after college up until I moved. After all that, I couldn't even get a pity usher invite. Well, we don't know that yet. We On don't know that. Hand, and he hasn't even asked his friend. He hasn't been, uh, uh, he hasn't been a, a mature adult and just reached out and said, hey, man, listen. What, on the I other hand, I completely understand it is his wedding and he can have whoever he wants in it. But the continuous reminders from friends ask me does sting. It's a weird position I find myself in. I can't decide if I should say anything to him. What would I even say? When would I say it? Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you for your help. Sincerely, Least Man. Ooh, least what a sign man. off. Wow, he's so hurt by this. I well, Listen, here's here are the facts as we know them today. And I would love an update on this because I think this is like very juicy. It's an interesting topic. Uh, this is a friend issue. Um, here's what we know. We know this text was sent back in May, April. Um, no, when was the text sent? It was uh, mid-May. So he gets a text in mid-May. Right. And then no information from then. It's September. The yeah, wedding. Dude, guys don't plan that shit that far ahead. That no, but yeah, I mean, you got to know if. I, you gotta listen. I, uh, and we know that the wife searched out, and we we know the bridesmaids are on there. We know that there's no um, groom's party listed on the website. So, in in my mind, and I know this person is like emotionally upset because they said it stings. They called themselves hmm. the least man. So I think they've gotten ahead of themselves, as you Absolutely. have said. They have gotten ahead it's, of themselves. It's a test. It's a, this is a test. This is a trial. This is to be is setting a trial. He's seeing which of the men actually just accept they have not yet received an invite, but they're still going to be loving and be his friend and not kick up a fuss. And then those will be the best men. And it's all the good, rest of them will be cut out. You're clearly it's a great idea for how to set up a groomsman party to make this some sort of test, which actually sounds like how I want to do it. Like I definitely want to really? set up 
some sort of weird wrestling match where they have to yeah just, yeah fight club one. like some yeah. sort of legends of the hidden temple yeah. obstacle course that they have to work their way through no but i i i think he's got ahead because at this point my assumption is this guy is dealing with the numbers game he only gets eight he's got 12 people on this group chat that are his closest that friends man. he's dealing with who to leave out and maybe he's going through it in an emotional way and he hasn't decided on anything and maybe you know he said i don't want to do anybody this guy who wrote the email the way he could work that out is maybe just reaching out to his friend instead of writing emails right. to your podcast and calling himself <laughs> well, the then, least man and building <laughs> building this then we have nothing to talk about <laughs> sure but building this kind of this kind of well he's he's built the story in his head already and he hasn't reached out to the one person who could actually clarify for him and if he really cared about this guy he'd say listen man first of all he wouldn't care he'd just be happy he's invited to the wedding to go and see these two people who love each other have their union here's I what i would do i i, yeah, I do yeah. understand his issue i think what he needs to do considering their past i think he has a right when you're Three, three houses down from one another, college roommates, post-college roommates, people are asking. He, It is understandable to go to your friend and be like, hey, man, this is my text. Hey, man, people keep asking me about your wedding. Yes. I don't want to be a pain, but there's a little bit of stir going on about who's in it, who's not in it. Well, be more I'm sure concerned. you're going through say, it. I'm, 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 I love you, and I just, I, I really wanted to be a part of this. But I also understand if it's there's too many people. I just not really knowing is making right. me feel a bit like whether you know. I'm questioning myself and questioning whether you know I can, well, I can help you. you know, <laughs> yeah, that's. You, a, I mean, you love me or not, Trevor? Why don't you <laughs> keep her and let's run away together? Because that's clearly what this right. guy. Hey, man, I've been questioning a lot lately. And then Everything. just dot, dot, dot. And then the guy will be like, what's going on? What's wrong? And then you'd be like, the wedding party. What's going on? And at least he'll be like, ah. Or offer some support, offer some help. Like, man, I know you got. You must have a lot on your plate right now as you're planning the wedding. If I can assist you in any way, if I can help you in any way, has this guy reached out to offer this guy help? Because guess what? That's the people I want as my best man. That's who I right. want at my best man party. Is the guys who are not thinking about themselves, but thinking, hey, man, how can I help make this easier for you? If you need any help with it, any assistance, just let me know. I'm always here for you. And then leave it. Right. You're exactly right. And I and I would say this dinner. also. You're going to have I'd, sex with the bridesmaid either way. It's fine. Just relax. <laughs> I would do this. I do this with shows. I don't know if you do this like when you go home or if you do a show like in a town where you know a lot of your college friends, high school friends are. And I don't hear from them. I always do the, hey, I'm coming to D.C., would love to see you guys. If you want to come to the show, I got two tickets ready for you. Boom. Also, You're not, not offended. completely understand. Like, if you can't come, life. get ahead of it. So, like, okay. I think in the same way, you got to get ahead of it. Hey, man, I just got to know what's going on with the wedding party because I've been asked a few times. Yes. I understand. I don't, don't want to say the wrong thing. I want to I be respectful. So, um, you know. Right. People keep and I understand this is a tough decision to go through. My sure. wife just Googled the wedding party on the website. I see that the numbers don't game. Don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, why not? <laughs> no, I mean, you're best you friends. You've known each other crazy. your whole life. That's like, no, I know. But that, then you're making your wife seem a little crazy. That's yeah, throw her under the bus. <laughs> hey, bro, I'm not crazy, even though right. I've written to a podcast about this. But my wife, she did. I it. would hope. Deep dive. I have friends that I can be this honest with. Like, I, I'm thinking of one couple that I'd be like, if they told me, like, hey, my wife just Googled and there's eight women on the site. There's no men. And you have and you send us this text in May. You know, the facts are on your side. They're, this is the thing with this with this with this email. The facts are on his side to ask this question. You text us in May. I've heard nothing about it. It's September. I've gotten asked a few times. I totally understand this is a hard decision and I won't be offended no matter what the decision is. But I think the people are wondering what the decision is. People being me. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holidays can be really stressful. Maybe you have to see a family member that you can't stand, or maybe Christmas presents are out of the budget this year. No matter what's going on, talking through your problems and therapy can help. BetterHelp's online therapy gives you access to a licensed therapist that you can meet with over video call, over the phone, or even by message. It's designed to be super convenient and work with your busy schedule. That's what this is all about. You know, therapy can feel like it's 
miles away, but it's really at your fingertips. With BetterHelp, they have a marketplace. You can go on their website. You can do this privately. You can kind of browse and see what it's all about. And when it comes to convenience, doing it over the phone and by message, it, it really gives you so many options that are going to work in your calendar, especially during the holiday seasons where things are busy and stressful. So why not have it work into your day. Getting started is easy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and the BetterHelp team will match you with a therapist. If you don't mesh with their first pick, you can swap therapists at any time for no additional charge, no questions asked. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash JTrain today to get 10, 10, 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com, JTrain podcast at gmail.com here with jeff leach at jeff leach on social media jeff leach a comedy spectacular it is out on youtube you can go watch it right now it's got stand-up improv cartoons rap you're gonna love it you're gonna love jeff leach he's fantastic friends that act like helpless babies dear jared I've recently realized something about the majority of my friends, and I would love your take. I'm a 34-year-old female in New York City with friends ranging from college, past roommate friends of friends, past jobs, to people I've met in workout classes that have turned out into close friendships. This is a very New York City friend group. This is a well-balanced woman, because that's how you should make your friends. This is the Mm -hmm. antithesis to our last email. (laughs) <laughs> right they, they, well i i think both friend groups can work Bro, I think this is a more interesting when we were 19 the college and you have to have me in your wedding party this woman's like no susan from my spin class we really bonded in the last two years she's going to be my best uh, i like someone who has like if, if i was like dating someone i want college high school and i want spin class friend i i like the go, exactly they're going to be most when, energetic on the dance floor. They'll get it started, you know? Right. When I was younger, I wouldn't plan so much and just go with the flow of whatever someone suggested. Now that I'm older, I plan so much of my work and life. Sometimes I enjoy making my to-do list and figuring out logistics. Sometimes it feels very exhausting. With some friends, I feel like they take advantage of my planning and I'll figure it out mentality. I find myself feeling like I have to take care of them. In any event, I have to answer a million questions like, what's the, pl- what's the place like? Oy. How are you getting there? <laughs> How long are you staying? What are you wearing? Who else is going? And she puts in parentheses, that's the worst. To things that are easily Googleable, such as, what's the weather like that day? <laughs> what's the menu? It irks me. Yet I always try to be helpful to others and answer, but I feel like I'm just making their lives easier at the cost of expending my own limited energy. Yes, I I love this woman. I relate to her very deeply. I I hear her. I want to reply sometimes. Stop bugging me. Why are you texting me this? If we go on a trip somewhere, one friend will, will literally expect me to plan. I just burped mid sentence. I don't think I've ever done that With in my the frustra- life. That was the rage coming out of you. Right. That was <laughs> childish and lazy and ineffective, these friends are. It, if we go on a trip somewhere, one friend will literally expect me to plan and execute everything, down to the groceries, cooking meals, and picking places to go out. Then she will disagree with my decisions. Oy, that's nothing worse than- Worse, isn't it? Then I don't uh, know, And then when you do it, going, oh, but I don't really like that. It's horrible. Then she will disagree with my decisions on the trip, yet offer no alternative solutions. I have other friends that can just show up places with no fuss. They take care of themselves, and honestly, it's so refreshing. What can I do so I don't feel so compelled to take care of my helpless friends? They have successful careers that require planning. Are they taking advantage of me? What can I reply if they ask me a million questions? Or do I lessen the friend the do I lessen these friendships, even though I still have fun with them and feel like I can turn to them if I need to chat about something in my life? Or is it time to drop them like a hot potato, sincerely tired of playing mama bear? What do you think? There's an imbalance in the friendships there, because even though she understands that there is some worth to these friends in terms of if she's struggling, they'll always give her an ears listen. Is that more important than being continuously frustrated by them? I say right. she just plans a holiday to one of the most dangerous countries in South America, books all the friends that are problematic on it, and then just doesn't turn up. And then when finds out they've been kidnapped, problem solved. Everyone saw it. Do you know what I mean? Right. They'll learn to have some more responsibility in the right. planning of their trips. And she just doesn't have to see them for six to eight months if they return at all. 
it's a fair solution. You know, I think y- you know you bring you bring up a fair thing. Might know. be a little a little egregious. So there is a there is a slightly easier thing, which is I learned this with a lot of friends who were that way. I'm always the problem solver. I'm good at pro- problem solving. So people mm. will stress, 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 anxiety, anxiety. What are we doing? Where are we going? How are we doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, relax. Like I know that. 24 hours before, I can find a decent Airbnb, man. Just chill. Technology is going to help us. Right. I, what you do I is think... an itinerary. If this lady does like the forward planning, itinerary. One page, two page itinerary with all the information she knows that these idiots are going to ask. She mails it out. Ladies, gents, the itinerary has been sent. Please read it. Any questions have been answered on there. If you have any other questions, don't ask them. Just go and look at the itinerary. And then if they don't, you know what? Stop inviting them on your holidays. Well, I, I, that even to me, like that is a solution. I, I, I think it's a good solution, but it I think it also, time, you know, it will take up less of her personal time. Well, it, it's also like that kind, I, I don't want to make an itinerary cause I have to, I don't want to make an itinerary because I need to like figure out the maze with which I need to f- do my friendships. No, no, no. I'm going to be like, like I want to do an itinerary because it's fun for me and it's creative and it's like, and it's hilarious. Like, and like it's putting the pictures in there as well. You make it like a pitch deck. It's a whole thing. Right. And, but I'm saying the, the time taken to do this, if you don't want to do this is just angry time spent. You're just, but she's also offering up her services. Make she is booking these things. She is doing those things. Like she, a number of the things she described in there is that there is a part of her that actually probably likes right. control of organization. She's good at it. She has a natural affinity for it. And her friends respect her for being good at that. But if you're upset about doing that, then stop doing it. And then people very rapidly will learn that they have to stand on their own two well, feet. Jeff Leach, I love doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. It makes me not look forward to doing stand-up when I get messages uh, over DM being like, hey, it's raining. I'm not sure if I'm going to come from someone I don't know. 20 minutes it, before the show as well. Right. Oh, I don't know. We don't know if we're going to make it tonight. Like, why tell me that now? Why I don't need the following morning. Hey, sorry, I didn't make it last night. Uh, or don't at all. Like, I, I, don't. Oh. or never come again. You're not going to be my best man. It's not right. <laughs> or, you know, there's so many other ways. So, like, I do understand because we get these messages all the time. Mm. It gets me. It, it, it drives me crazy because I'll, you know, like I have shows in D.C. this weekend. Okay. Right. If I get a message the day of that's a long message being like, we can't make it. I don't know what to do with these tickets. Like, I feel brought down by that. Like, I feel bad. I also don't have ways to help, and I can't help everyone who's looking to exchange ticket one for ticket two for it's not my job, but it is something I've signed up for. So it's like when you say, and be, and by virtue of like, I love doing stand-up. So this person, I totally see eye to eye with them. The idea that you're like, I like planning the trip, but then when people come at me with, hey, what's the weather going to be in Zimbabwe? I'm like, oh my God, I feel taken advantage of. You have an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I understand the taking being taken advantage of, but unfortunately, <clears throat> look, there are people that either mature beyond their kind of childlike selves and there's a, most people in the world do not. They never, they never really evolve or grow beyond that sort of childhood traumas or you know whatever identity they've 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 built for themselves, ego they built for themselves. You know that at a certain point, if you're the mature one who does do the plan, you have to know that about certain friends, and then you have to either make a decision, which is either I draw a boundary and I say I'm going to book some stuff, but beyond that, other organization, it's on you, ladies. So you're right. going to have to work that out for yourself. And then if they break that, then you you, you, just, you just tell them, hey, listen, look at my message. I, I already said I'm not doing this. Or just stop doing it. Stop I being know. a planner. Plan your own stuff. And then when other people get lost because they didn't get on the coach at the right time or they didn't manage to make the flight because they were half an hour late because they didn't know what time you're checking in, then they will very rapidly learn that suddenly they're out of pocket a thousand bucks because they got to bu- book a new flight to Acapulco. Do you know what I mean? It's like... I. I agree with you. I think this is not something they can handle umbrella wide. Nah. I don't it's not a macro fix because individual basis, sure. You gotta go individual because everyone finds a way to make themselves the hero in the story. Mm-hmm. Everyone finds a way towards not well, I only ask for the weather every now and again. So yeah. I think this person, what they need to do 
is like you have to get in touch with your feelings and you also have to be okay making these people hate you and yeah. losing them. So like when they say like And also so by some, the way, if they do take umbrage with you setting that boundary, they're not good friends. Right. Exactly. So for this person, because they write, they're like, sometimes I do have a good time with the people who do these things. And it's like, yeah, those friendships are worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. And that's what you have to deal with is like you have to like friendships involve arguments. Friendships involve disagreements. Hey, when you so what I would do is I'm going to be me. I'm going to plan the way I plan. I'm going to do the trips. I'm going to say, hey, I'm going here on a Saturday night. If I get a text from someone that says, hey, what's who's going? What she says is her least favorite is is a question. Who else is going? And I get a ping in my brain that's like, again, with the who's going from Lauren. I'm going to that is when you have to have the conversation right then and there. Yeah, you have to go. Hey, Lauren. You do this all the time. Mm. I plan a night, come or don't. Or you don't answer. It's one or the yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Have, I've had to learn this on social media because I get these questions. I just had someone the other day. Hey, Some I'm coming. using emojis on their messages like that have nothing to do with what they've asked. Or just right. answer with completely different answers. That have <laughs> yeah, I just wouldn't. Questions. Well, I Who's wouldn't answer. Tonight? I don't know. The margarita is going to be fantastic. Right. I heard an incredible Negroni there. Right. Like give them completely different answers and eventually they'll be like, what's going on? Why am I? Well, I I also you have to preserve your energy. Like I I, that's a fun way to go back. But like this person's question is about energy preservation. And I can't tell you how much I feel this because I had someone the other day. They messaged me coming to New York. I don't know them. They follow me. They probably we've messaged before. I've hearted things in the past. I appreciate them in the way this person appreciates their friends. They wrote coming to New York. Where's a good place to get coffee? I can't do that. I can't. I'm sorry. You've you've miscalculated um, our relationship in the way you, these you friends have miscalculated coffee. her relationship. You with can't them. work out a good coffee shop in New York City of all places. You don't deserve coffee. You're not an adult. You're not allowed to drink coffee. Caffeine is not on the list for you. <laughs> J Train podcast. Go to, go to a juice bar. J Train. Fire dog. Stuff your face. Right. Go somewhere. It's called Google. Well, I. Yeah. Well, you know what I did. I didn't answer. Good. I just left it. And it's like the the read receipt tells you everything. I would have responded and just said, oh, there isn't any coffee in Manhattan. It's They ran out. But again, then they would have came back to me. Oh, ha ha. No, really. And now I'm 10 minutes in on this thing I shouldn't be 10 minutes in on. Well, no, but it's, it's, now you're letting yourself be annoyed. What I'm saying is I just reverse the energy and just go, this person's a fucking idiot. Excuse my language. And I'm not J-train. going to. <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com J-train you do that after every time I, if i swear then you <laughs> no i don't mind swearing i i <laughs> listen i want to give i like giving the email to reset the podcast because i listen to podcasts and it's like a good bookmark it's fantastic I, I think we discussed this last time i was on a few years ago that how i like that you you know continue to promote and continue to promote of both course. yourself over the course of it and that was very nice um, everyone go yeah. follow jeff leach at jeff oh, leach the special is out watch jeff leach a comedy spectacular it's free on YouTube. What a night on the couch. What a beautiful thing. What a world we live in. You get to watch it. 40,000 views in a week. And so uh, there it is. It started to steamroll now. I think we're going to be uh, we're going to be getting more and more. So and here's the thing. Here's how you oh, and if you're in, wait. If you're in Times Square, because when, when this comes out, you will be in. It will be uh, I will be on a big billboard in Times Square. Number one mm-hmm. Times Square. You know, the big long one. Yeah. There for a week. Yeah. From the 6th of November. So, so go down there and look at my stupid face. Go Send look at Jeff Leach. I won't be able to see it. Jeff Leach's face is in Times Square. But also, what a beautiful thing. Here's how you pay for a YouTube special. Comment, mm. like, comment, like, share. You yeah. can now retweet us, you know, whatever retweeting is on YouTube. You can put things on your channel. Absolutely. Do it. Do it all. That's those are all those are all currency to comedians. If you like X. it, only if you enjoy it. If you think it's funny or talented and artistic, right? We don't want to be pitied. Yeah, don't don't. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why I put it out for free. Boom. There you go. Anyway, there um, was a I'm guy so that kept about this this guy who asked you about coffee in New York City. That's insane. What's that? That's insane to me. This person who asked you where do I get a good cup of coffee in New York City? This isn't new to me. Where are they J-Tray. from? I doesn't. I don't look in it. This is the, this is my point. This was my advice. I don't I have learned that any energy spent on this isn't energy 
that I will appreciate or like or not resent. So that's why to that person, when they're like, what do I say to these people? I either say nothing or I have it out. I used to give people would more a few years ago, but not as much anymore. I would get DMs asking me for advice. And so my Patreon, I basically put an advice tier on the Patreon. So what I would do is if someone wrote me like a very heartfelt, and then they would be like serious issues that I had no, I had no, you know, sophistication, no, no degree to answer to. I would give my answer. I would say, I'm not a professional. Here's my answer. And then they would keep coming back. And there was a point where I'd say to these people, I'd go, hey, I've answered your question as best to my ability. Here's yeah. the link where you can pay for this because I don't have the time. Like you're, you're, you're sopping my energy. J-train and time is the only thing we have. That is, that is literally the only thing that we have, the, the most important currency we have. And it's, it's very limited as well. As I get older, I realize that more and more and more, you know, but I make the most of it. X won't let go. Dear Jared, feather, feather, big fan of the pod. Appreciate all the laughs over the years. I was hoping to get your input on my latest split from my ex. Let's Ooh. call him Charlie. <clears throat> Charlie and I were together for over five years. He's 31 and I'm 28. We bought a place together in 2020, moved in, and since then, things have changed a lot. Since we started dating, he always knew I wanted to get married. As for having kids, I haven't decided yes or no, mostly because we started dating when I was 23 and I wasn't. it wasn't top of mind. However, over the past year, I realized I do want kids, and we started having conversations about it to see if this is something we could align on. To say the least, the conversation didn't go well. We ended up going to couples counseling where he revealed he couldn't see himself getting married or having kids until late 30s, and even then, it was still a maybe. He's, he, we also didn't really align on how we wanted to raise our kids, which is an issue for me. In private, he told me one of the reasons he couldn't commit to marriage or kids earlier was because he didn't feel like he had been with enough people. That's the real, I mean, this me, I, yeah. I mean, the kids is always the, when you say when it comes when the relationships have been together this long and someone's like I don't want kids that's like a way to like a good excuse that covers up your bad excuse of I'm Absolutely. just not into this relationship. Absolutely. Um, he had only slept with two people, including me, both from long-term relationships. After I learned this, we mutually decided to end things because it didn't seem like we aligned on what we wanted for the future, and I didn't want either of us to resent each other. Fast forward four months. I've bounced around from friend places and finally landed at an Airbnb. This time has been... That's tough. This time has been extremely difficult for me, as I'm sure it has been for him. It's hard to let go of the idea of a life you wanted and saw having with someone, but I don't regret the decision. Since then, I have started casually dating one of my coworkers who I was friends with prior and have developed feelings for him. During this time, I also know my ex has been seeing and sleeping with other people just as he wanted. Here's the main issue. Since we still co-own the property... Uh, we have to chat occasionally about what to do with it. Every time we talk, Charlie starts saying how much he misses me, how it doesn't feel right, and how he might be giving up the perfect partner for kids if he ever decided to have them. Is it okay for me to upset? To is it okay for me to be upset when he says stuff like this? Absolutely. It feels manipulative, absolutely, and it's taking an emotional toll on me. I feel like I gave him a chance to build that life with me, and I thought we mutually decided to walk away. I would like for him to buy out my share of the house, and he says he doesn't want to screw me over financially, but it seems like he is dragging his feet, hoping I'll come back. I know this is a doozy, but I would love your advice as to how to talk to my ex in a way that will avoid these repetitive emotional conversations and get him to buy out my share so I finally feel like I can move on with my life from a somewhat homeless, emotionally exhausted batch. What do you think, Jeff Leach? Yeah, I mean that's a very difficult situation. I feel quite a lot of empathy, and 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 I I think that Charlie is a child. He seems to be. He doesn't know right. what he wants. You know, he hasn't matured to a place. It's 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 interesting that even though she at the beginning of their relationship wasn't necessarily certain she wanted kids, and then by being in this committed relationship, by loving this person, she developed a, you know an understanding of what she really wants in her future, and 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 he just hasn't grown up. Like also saying to your partner, I just I haven't had enough hookups. To really know right. I'm at that place yet. Well, then don't be in this relationship. Go do that, which he's clearly done, and then realize he's lost potentially uh, the best partner he had um, or someone who was dedicated to him and dedicates that future. Right. But yeah, she doesn't need that, that, that. She doesn't need that energy in her life. Now, the legality side of it, of owning, co-owning a property, that is difficult. That is hard to navigate. But also, that's why lawyers exist, you know? Right. I, I, I'm with you. The maturity of him 
you know, I do think, and I've had this in my own life, like, do you have the foundation to even have a relationship built on top of it? This guy, Charlie, sounds like he doesn't have the foundation. He doesn't know what he wants. Right. You can't be with someone who doesn't know what they want. So that's a big part, what you're saying. And she says this a couple times in her email. Sometimes the answer is in the email. Mm. When she says we mutually broke up, no, 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 no. You got to stop with that. You have to dump him. And you have to decide that you have dumped him. You have to decide this person is not who I want to be with forever. The idea, when she categorizes it as a mutual thing, I'm Mm. sure that's something that they've talked about. And I'm sure that's a word that they use. It kind of just feels like, oh, it was just by accident we broke up. No, 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 no. You are, I broke up with you. You have to deal with the consequences of losing me. And those consequences, you will have to write about in the story of your life. And that's okay, but it's not my responsibility. And also this young lady, she was 26 when they got together. They were together for about four years, correct? 23. 23. So she, uh, at least by the math that I think I'm trying to work out, she should be under the age of 30. She has, or you have time, my love, to like find someone who is deserving of you and that will want the thing. You're already in this relationship with this coworker who seems to be, Someone that you're, you're, you know, you want to invest more time and energy into. If it's not that person, it will be someone else. You're not in a rush. I think the pressures of society that are put on young women to, all right, you got to get settled, you got to find this. That's why she's even entertaining the, 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 I guess the regressive um, attachment that she will have, unfortunately, to the ex, and that's why he's allowed to get inside her mind like this. Otherwise, she would have been a bit more cut and dry, I think. Right. Um, Maybe because of fear that maybe he was the right guy. Maybe he is right. Maybe there's a tiny part of her that might believe that. She just needs to be more certain in herself, you know? That's what he's preying on. That's he's, manipulative yeah, he's absolutely yeah. manipulating you. Because he, yeah. he, he, goes, he gets an opportunity to have your ear based exactly. on the house, Yep. And then he brings up these feelings to make you question this mutual breakup. No, no, sure. no, no. He, I, who, however you want to do it, you need to admit this is over. Mm-hmm. And he broke up with you, but also you are now over him. Like yeah. these things need to be said. I think that's what the hardest part about this is she has to be mathematical. She has to get away from emotion. So she has to either, you know, if she has the the, the funds bring in a lawyer and hey i can't deal with this house with you because every time we talk it gets emotional so i'm gonna be looking so I'm for gonna bring in my, uh, from my side because she doesn't have to sell her part of the property to him she right. can offer she, i think legally she she has to give him first refusal to potentially buy it but all she needs to do is go and get three valuations done and then she can put her part of the property her portion of the property on on the market and sell i would it. even do research on that so like let's make it mathematical hey you know I can't keep talking to you because every time we talk, it turns into emotional, it turns into a relationship. And this is a business relationship now. That is what our partnership is. is, And she also has to say that is uh, that part of our relationship is over for me. When you say it's over for me, now you have put up the door, you know, you've put up the wall of like done Mm -hmm. as for the apartment. So now you move into apartment land. You don't sell it. I'm going going to burn it to the ground and claim the insurance. Exactly. Uh, If as for the apartment, you can buy it. But if not, I need to move on from it Mm -hmm. because this isn't a good thing for me right Absolutely. now in my life. So speak in I terms, end it. You have to re-end it, which sucks. I'm sorry. And if you can't not bring up our relationship in these talks about the apartment, we need to find a third party to have all apartment house conversations through. She mm-hmm. has to get litigious. She needs to be the lawyer, and then you bring in the lawyer. And sure. I think she it starts with drawing a boundary. Really setting right. a very a very set boundary there. Every time we talk, you bring up the relationship. That is not how I'm going to operate from here on forth. Mm-hmm. When life is giving you a run for your money, falling asleep can feel impossible. Beam Dream Powder helps you fall asleep and stay asleep with their delicious, healthy hot cocoa that'll knock you out in no time. I love it. 
It's so good. It's delicious. It's a nice pre-bed snack. I look forward to it now. And it's going to help you drift off to dreamland. Just mix a scoop with hot water or milk. Stir it up and get ready for the best sleep of your life with nano CBD and other natural ingredients. It's great for your sleep schedule and for your body. I got to say, huge fan of this Beam Dream drink. I have it before bed. It's become a part of my schedule. It really... It, it, you know what? Other than what's in it, it's just that moment that you go, it's bedtime. The we're, We are sliding into bed right now. This starts the process, having a Beam Dream. Love it. So good. Today, J-Train listeners get a special discount on Beam Dreams Powder. They're best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar, now available in delicious seasonal flavors like cinnamon cacao, sea salt caramel, and white chocolate peppermint. Better Sleep has never tasted better. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. If you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, take advantage of their biggest sale and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash JTrain. The discount is auto-applied at checkout, no code necessary. That's shopbeam.com slash JTrain for up to 50% off. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com, JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. This is a good one. Have you ever had, by the way, any follow-ups from like maybe... Maybe a, a listener who was on the other side of the email or was the subject of the email. Have they ever reached out to you and gone, you told my ex-girlfriend to do X, Y, and Z? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I've i given off the emails um, to our producer. So right. maybe, but I would love to hear that. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, he's like, I got, I got fucked on the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com. Dating advice while married. Okay. Oh, goodness. Jared, all the feathers. I know you usually give advice to unmarried people, but I'm seeking married advice. I've been married for seven years. We have two kids, five and two. I know it sounds cliche, but my husband is truly my best friend. And every day I take a moment to appreciate how lucky I am. Not that we haven't had been without our troubles. The main issue in my marriage is that my husband is a recovering alcoholic. He's been sober for two years, and if you aren't doing the math, you will now realize I found out about his secret alcoholism when I was 37 weeks pregnant, still salty. Okay. So uh, not all is perfect. No. I'm very proud of him, but I miss being able, to, being able to unwind at the end of our day with a, a glass of wine. We enjoyed wine and even visited Napa and Sonoma to learn more about it. We still kept catch up at the end of our days but something about a glass of wine helps eat end the day on a certain note is it something i should bring up to him or just let it go because it's all is all based on a toxic habit of his also it never hurt that sex was more adventurous after a few glasses just once in a while thanks for any thoughts uh so what do you i love this email because it is a you know like listen he's gotten better but like their relationship was built on a glass of wine. Loppy sex after a bottle of wine. Yeah. I mean, right. that's, that's dangerous in itself. First of all, I'm, I'm so I'm uh, in recovery as well. I'm about okay. four and a half years now sober from alcohol and class A's and all that. Business. Thank you, man. And um, I, I, I can relate to the guy in this situation quite a bit. It is very difficult to, first of all, accept and be transparent about the fact that you have a problem with alcohol. It sounds mm -hmm. like she might as well, if I'm being completely honest, if the end of every day needs to end with a glass of wine. That is problematic. I know that in this country, well, certainly in England, the concept of like a few beers at the end of the day or half a bottle of wine isn't a big deal, but it is an unhealthy relationship to alcohol, whether whether people want to accept it or not. Well, um, I, I guess my pushback to that is like, if she can do that and I live her- I rosé. Well, if she can live her life and like that's a part of her- no, you know, like I, I think fine, but if she loves her partner and he has given up alcohol, she should be able to enjoy a glass of wine. But he, like, just understand that he, he have some boundaries that need to be set on how they do that. Like, if well, if, that, if be two years in is not that long into your sobriety, it's quite, uh, it's quite a difficult 
process. This is this is my question for you as someone who's sober and and, yeah. and how would you want to be approached with this conversation? Because I think that might be the awkward part. She's saying, you know, I miss the glass of wine at the end of the day. I miss having that experience with my husband. <laughs> Fine. If that's the case, plain and simple, which I totally understand. And yeah, she's, she's like, I don't know how saying, I can. I don't really think we have good sex without a couple of glasses of wine in wow. each of <laughs> Well, these like- are. I think she has to talk about this with him yeah, because I, you know the answer is you have to talk to him. Yeah, you have to listen, say and and listen. I'll give up the wine in the evenings, but you got to start sucking some toes. Like we right. need some balance. Well, right? or or hey, I'm not going to judge you if you get weird and set in bed without the wine. Yeah. You know, like well, I think like confidence thing as well. He probably has inhibitions. He's probably a little bit more introvert than he ever thought he was because alcohol allowed him to be more extrovert allowed him to express more of his sexual desires with her um but that is problematic i'm I, listen you need good sex in a relationship for it to work and um if she's not getting that that is a conversation she needs Would to have you- however saying well that can't happen without the two of us drinking wine is an unfair that's not his journey of sobriety i agree with you but i don't think that's what she's saying i think oh, okay. she's saying like how do i like it, again maybe i'm making an assumption we enjoy. I don't think she's saying I want him to drink. I think she's more saying, "How do I talk to him about my drinking and my enjoyment of it, while also including him as a so a sober person?" Like if I if if you and I were in a relationship, and I said, "Jeff, I'm so proud of you with your sobriety. I think it's great, but I want to be able to hang out with you with a glass of wine." You're my favorite partner, Jared, and that's and I, right. I want to have children with you. One day, do. hopefully, the science will come through and I can be pregnant. <laughs> we can adopt, baby. bro. There's tons of oh, kids. We can adopt. There's, there's yeah. options. So what you, now, if I came to you and I was like, hey, Jeff. Yeah. I kind of miss what we had when, when we would sit at the end of the day with a glass of wine. I'm not asking you to drink, but can you sit with me and do that? Is that something you're able to do or how can we figure that out? Would that be yeah, an okay but- conversation for you? an okay conversation to have. You know, I had the maturity to be able to have that conversation. I don't know if he's at that place yet with his sobriety. But here's the thing is I know at the beginning of your sobriety, which two years is not that long in, Mm -hmm. he might still have a lot of temptations. So her drinking around him each evening could be an ongoing source of temptation that does she prefer him sober or does she prefer him being a drunk? That's the real bottom line, you know. And if if she likes that he's on that journey and truly supports it, she can have a couple of glasses of wine without having to rub it in his face. Do you know what well, I mean? I, I agree with that. you. I, I don't want to scare her out of this conversation because There's also de-alcoholized wine, by the way, there's de-alcoholized wine and champagne and things, which could be a nice replacement for him. So he can still feel like he's having a little glass or something with her. They can I have that. A, sense. That's one. I think that's a great thing. solution, but I think it starts with a conversation. So like, I think the questions are, do you feel me having a glass of wine around you? Would tempt you. Temptation, yeah, absolutely. Would make a temptation. I think these are the questions I would want to ask, and then I'd be interested if she's ever gone to an Al-Anon meeting as well. Um, uh, relation because it's a, it's a really good resource for people who are dating an alcoholic or a drug addict. It's, okay, it's not, for, it's not for the addicts. It's not AA. It's basically AA for the spouses or partners or family members of the person who's going through AA. Mm. So I would highly recommend she goes to an Al-Anon meeting, just listens to other people there, see what their experiences are. Because first of all, she'll find some community to be able to talk through those things with people who are actually going through it exactly like her and mm. saying, God, I miss being able to just have a couple of gin and tonics, you know, at the end of the day and just unwind. And 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 she might find some some advice from people who are going through a very similar experience and can empathize directly. Right. But also, um, yeah, I think you're correct. She just has to be more transparent with him about what her needs are and see if he's able to accommodate those without breaking his sobriety. The problem becomes I'm an alcoholic is way more important or or seen as more important than I miss having a glass of wine at the end of the day and getting a little freaking alcoholic. Right. Well, I like I'm I'm okay with alcohol, but I'm missing the things that came with alcohol in our relationship is mor- morally you know seen is, as though, beneath I, I'm an alcoholic. It's not even morally. It's I also think it's a false falsehood. Like you, the alcohol does not. Uh, people say, "Oh yeah, your true self comes out when you drink." It doesn't. All, all that happens is your inhibitions drop, and your your um often your most egregious self comes out. I think it's like the the mm. part of yourself that you've that you've compartmentalized that you've hidden away. So maybe 
part of their problem sexually at least it sounds like that's a big part of it she wants to have more intimacy she wants the sex to be more interesting fun um now that's something they can work on together they can do that together sober i don't think alcohol is the catalyst that's going to suddenly bring that back actually what it is is they need to have more transparency and openness in how they describe what their sex life is she needs to be able to say i want to stick a dildo you know in one orifice whilst you take care of the other and i want to be able to scream santa claus that's that's a mm. thing i need to feel good and he needs to be okay with saying even though that's intimidating to me especially as a sober person let me try and give that to you let's work towards that goal together ho 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 train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com here with jeff leach go follow at jeff leach jeff leach a comedy spectacular is out on YouTube. I'm not close enough with my friend to care about his baby. Ooh. <laughs> Jared and Gibbs. over an email, by the way. Great title. That's wonderful, yeah. Could use your help on how to approach an awkward friend situation. My friend from college and his wife had a baby last fall. We hang out in groups occasionally, but do not have, at least from my perspective, a close one-on-one -on -one friendship. But now that this baby exists, there seems to be from somewhere... There seems to be from nowhere this expectation that I act as this aunt figure to this baby. Some examples, referring to me as the baby's aunt in text. I don't like that. Two, constantly asking me what weekend I'm free to come visit his baby. He's walking now so you can have a ton of fun, he says. Hey. Three, attempting to FaceTime me so I can speak to the baby. I repeat, we never hung out one-on-one -on -one before this and are basically just friends by association at this point. And of course, I'm happy for him and his big life change, but I never expressed a sp specific desire to come hang out with his kid. He lives over an hour away, it's so it's not like I can just stop by. I've tried straight up ignoring these interactions, but he persists. I thought maybe if I came by one time to meet the baby, he'd leave me alone, but I think it made it worse. Yeah, I think that would too. Did, After yeah. the meetup, after the meetup, he texted me asking, how did it feel holding him? As though my connection with his baby is transcendent of space and time, SOS. Is there a way for me to kindly explain that we're not on this level of friendship? Sincerely, I ain't your baby's aunt. What do you think, Jeff Leach? Just tell, him, Just tell him you think the baby's really ugly. Right. <laughs> that will do what you need it to do. That will end that friendship immediately. He will never hit you up ever again. And you're right. for the rest of your life. No, I mean, that's hard because... I, he's that, lonely when morality is coming in he definitely mm -hmm. seems lonely or not potentially happy in his relationship that you know he's searching for other female uh role models in his child's life that aren't being fulfilled by either her friends family or her herself something his, his i've heard himself. from a lot of my friends who have a baby especially the first one is how boring it is how there's not much to do but the like first the few years they are pretty boring they don't really do much their big head just lulls around a bit they're still tripping through the cosmos do you know what i mean they're right. not even really that present within their bodies around two and a half they start being interesting and then at around four four years of age they start having their own personality and that's when they're kind of like it's just fun to be around you like hey, you've got some right. interesting stuff. Also, so I, not everyone is baby friendly not everyone likes being around an infant and that's okay right that's completely all right she needs to yeah, boundaries yeah. Is, the, is the theme of today's episode. I think totally the theme. To boundaries. I I mean, ignoring the text to me of a friend of a friend that someone you've never hung out with one on one to me seems like the solution here. Like that's the solution I would take. That's Why the easy so road. so needy towards her? What 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 happens if well, she if I, never had this one on one friendship and now he's calling an her an hour away? Her, come visit? Like that's yeah. crazy. That is like, crazy. Like I, I, and especially crazy to ask of someone with no baby. Yeah, what they, you know, what he thinks is like, oh, she's got nothing to do. She doesn't have a kid. No, no, no. I have a lot to do. I'm he's an lonely. hour away. He's lonely. He's trapped. He's at home yeah. with the child. He didn't realize it was going to be as much responsibility as it is. He's uh, desperately looking for, uh, and he's he's thinking that his female friends are going to be more naturally um, drawn to that kind of uh, behavior because he's going, well, right. maybe she's some mother. I don't know if they're instinct. male or female. No. I mean, oh, I guess sorry, the person might... who emailed. Uh, she yeah, said like it was a lady talking about a male friend with a it baby. Did, it did feel like that. I, I no, agree. She's My the auntie. Of course she's his female. wife. Yeah, and he, she's getting called auntie. So she's definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So he's literally trying to find people who will come and hang out with him and his stupid, boring baby. 
an hour out of town. You know, him and his wife bought that plot of land. They, it was a good deal at the time. And then they realize he's completely shut off from his previous life and he's desperately trying to get some of it back. Here's the problem. Any, especially, you know, considering society and, and I would assume she probably feels like any angry text or any like refusal of the baby is somehow like she's fucked up by not being in a relationship, not having a kid. You know, like I, 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 I understand why she might like be like, oh, because honestly, any response from her sounds like the miserable person. Like, it's not hey, a little I don't want to see your like, cute oh, baby. God, I don't want to see your baby. Like, that's not this <laughs> to me. Right, she's the turd in the punch bowl. If she says anything, that's the hardest part of this. Also, if they weren't hanging out one on one before. Does she care? Like, how close right. is this friend? Like, she needs to just let him know. I think ignore it. I think, yeah, I, as as the saying goes, let the baby cry itself to yeah. bed. You know, start like, making jokes. What tricks can he do? Do you know what I mean? Just like start surreptitiously, kind of drip feeding the fact that you find it the child boring. Like, is it talking yet? No. Right. Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Text I me when I can do math. I'm more of a conversation. Yeah. When they're on Get, long division, hit me up. Do you know what I mean? The minute this kid is an Olympic champion, I'm there. I'm in. Graduation, yeah, count me in. Right. But until then, yeah. I'm going to be here in the city an hour away fucking a bunch of dudes. Auntie Susan has some day drinking and a guy called Jared to meet up with <laughs> right. for lunch. Okay. And I, I don't have time to come and see your, your baby. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Jeff Leach, thank you for coming on. This was fantastic. Appreciate you, man. The best. Everyone go follow Jeff at Jeff Leach on social media. Also, the special. It's called Jeff Leach, a comedy spectacular. It is on YouTube for free. It's awesome. You're going to love Jeff Leach. Go, 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 go watch it. Go comment. Go share it. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails. Your questions your stories we'll be back next week boom